Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. That is from Dr. Brene Brown. And I want to welcome you one and all to The Profitable Photographer. It's always so exciting to know that in 74 countries and counting, you are getting value from meeting my wonderful guests. And I also want to celebrate that I was rated in the 2.5% worldwide out of 2 million and a half podcasts. And that's thanks to you all listening and sharing. And of course, to my great guests. So I have a great one today. And she's kind of personally important to me because Christy Janes was my first official coach when it was time for me to sort out what I wanted to do with the next chapter in my life. She helped me transition from full-time photographer to business coach, vacation rental owner, among other things. And she's been a friend for quite a while. So can't wait to dig in deep and kind of share her wisdom and her inspiration with you. So Christy is a certified parenting and life coach. She now specializes in midlife transformations, especially for small business owners. She does web designing and has a background in a lot of different things that really qualifies her to support other people in reaching new dreams. So welcome, Christy. Thanks so much for saying yes to being on my show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> me too. Me too. So little secret, she lives in San Diego and she used to own a great uh, I guess you'd call it gift shop, but yeah. also had furniture and different things. And so when I went on my walks, I would pop in. It seemed like we had some of the best conversations just with me hanging out in her shop. And then when it was time to try to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, I found out she was a coach as well. And the rest is history. So Christy, do you remember the one question that you asked me? that changed everything? I don't. What was that question? So we were making lists of like brainstorming. Well, what else could you do? What else could you do? What else could you do? And one of them was if I changed my studio, which is a cute little apartment above my garage into a vacation rental, I could get some steady income from that because at the time I wasn't using it much. Yeah. For photography, I was doing more outdoors. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to do it. That's a great idea. And I would get overwhelmed. Yeah. And you said, what's the first thing you can do? Like, what would be the first thing? And I said, I need to find out if the gas is working up there because they, the gas company had turned it off years ago when I changed it to my studio. And then I found out 
that that would cost a fortune. Then I thought I could do um, go all electric. And then I was like, oh, I could I could go solar. And then we just did it. You helped me decorate and stay on track and then unfold a lot of other dreams. So I just want to thank you for that. You know, that was one of the most fun projects because it was such a transformation from your studio into that vacation rental that is, I think about it often. And I think, you know, it's, I could staycation there and be very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. It's so I did it mid, mid-century modern with a French accent. Yes. A nice color scheme. Um, and Christy, I've had people from almost 20 countries come and stay and it's been steadily rented. Uh, I don't know, was it seven, eight years ago that we worked on that? So anywho, you guys don't want to hear all about my vacation rental. Plus you're going to come to San Diego and then you can stay next door to me and that would be fun. <laughs> so let's start with that varied background. Um, so tell me about some of your other careers and activities that have led you to this point, being able to help others? Well, um, I think it started with my sort of sense of adventure combined with my um, love of design. So um, I started out in retail working for small business um, owners. I always had this thing where I wanted to only work for small business owners and directly with owners because it felt like I was doing something real for someone and I wasn't just a number (laughs) in a larger corporation. And that felt like an authentic thing for me um, from a really young age. I did end up taking a job at an advertising agency in Austin, Texas. Um, And it was a fairly big agency, but it was still really intimate. And um, the owners were still on site and you could talk to them if you wanted to. So that was a great experience that you can grow and still be personal. Mm. So that was a great lesson that I, I took from that. And, um, and of course, while I was there, I learned a lot about branding and a lot about promotion and connecting. So that was a great little stint in a more corporate um, environment. Mm-hmm. But probably my first big um, game-changing job was for a woman named Christina Martucci, and she um, owned eight stores, home stores, in, uh, in based out of Austin, Texas, and I was the salesperson at one of her stores, and I look, looked around, and I thought, wow, she's really got something here, and it could also be even bigger, and I was telling one of my coworkers about my ideas one day, and he was like, yeah, you'll never talk to her about it. And I was like, oh, um, <laughs> that was a challenge. Yeah, so she- I got on the phone and I invited her to lunch because she worked at like a corp- the corporate manufacturing part of it. And I was at one of the stores. And so I reached out to her and she agreed to go to lunch with me. And over lunch, I told her about my vision and she started crying. said that's my vision too and she gave me a salary gave me a company credit card moved me to the corporate offices (laughs) and I began to 
remodel all of her eight stores into these really beautiful home stores that we are all really still proud of today, even though that they are in, they no longer exist, they're in the past, but um, it was a really great project and I learned so much because basically she said, okay, make it real. And I had to figure out how to do it. And mm. so that was a great education. And so you'd had a background in interior design or design in general? Yes. So I'd done a lot of freelance and I, I still occasionally do some freelance um, interior design. And um, so that's where my merchandising and all of those kinds of skills came together to help serve um, the retail side of my career. Mm -hmm. uh, but I never solely just wanted to be an interior designer. Um, I always, because that's actually more of a secluded job. It's really just one-on-one, mm. -on -one, you know, one, one room at a time. And I loved the idea of having a public space for people to come into. Um, and that's where we met in my yeah. first public space progress. So, and so it seems like that was a big reinvention to me was okay, I'm going to open a store. Was yes. that your first store? That was my first store. So, so, um, so how did you get the courage or where was that like that point where you were like, yep, I'm doing something completely new. Here we go. This is what we're doing. So it had been something that I had wanted to do for years and years and years. I had journaled about it. I had vision boarded about it. It was something that was a you know, that dream that, that like, well, my dream is to own a store and, mm. and I always stayed working for other people um, because I didn't know how to jump the gap between working for someone else and then begin working for myself and what that would look like. And um, when I was, when I was married to my first husband at the time, we, we did this together. And one day he came and he picked me up and he said, I have something crazy to show you. And he took me to our first store location. He said, look at this space. What do you think? Should we open a store here? And it was one of those hell yes moments mm. <laughs> where you just feel it in your bones and you're like, I have no idea how we're going to do this, but yes, this is the one, this is the spot. And we did it. And six months later, we opened our doors um, to progress in South Park. Uh, and it was one of my greatest loves in life to create that space and do that store. So. Yeah. And a little side note, nothing happens in a vacuum and that store helped. Uh, what would you call it? Revitalize our neighborhood South park in San Diego had become, it's like a small town just up from downtown in a way, but it had become very, uh, I guess, derelict. And then there was a big push to get merchants in. Some buildings were renovated, like the one you moved into had been, um, I don't know. I know there was the fire station and the gas station. Anyway, so your hell yes moment also helped the neighborhood, helped people. Uh, do, you, do you, like, do you take that in? You know that you were a big contribution to the revitalization and reinvention of the neighborhood? I got a lot of really positive feedback. Um, Sam Chamis um, 
another business owner in the neighborhood who has owned many businesses in San Diego used to come to me and say, you know, you really created an anchor store here. Good job. Mm -hmm. and, and I was always really grateful because coming from him, I see, I, I look at him yeah. and I, oh my gosh, you are so successful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so to get a compliment from him was really, really great. Yeah. Um, I still enjoy seeing um, some of the effects of, of what the of being there did there's the the holiday tree lighting which was something that i spearheaded when i was on the business committee and that still happens all these years later and and it, it warms my heart so i do see the impact of getting involved in um, not just opening your store and then and just sitting behind the counter but really being a part of a neighborhood right was one of the greatest experiences of my career yeah and that the reason i brought that up is because when we answer a call that when you say yes to it or when you say hell yes to it it's not just about us and like how do i want to live my life how do i want to make money but that it can have huge positive impacts uh i know for us as portrait photographers uh, a lot of my listeners are the same it impacts families it impacts the love in families it it helps people preserve memories um you know it's for some people it's their most priceless possessions mm -hmm. so when we're answering that the that voice inside i i'm guessing you would agree with this it's a bigger it has a bigger purpose than our own individual you know wake up in the morning what are we going to do with our life but how we're going to impact the world and that those callings that come to us mm -hmm. are coming from that that deep place uh from somewhere yeah so thoughts on that so uh yes i 100 agree i think that um there's a certain quality to that moment of knowing yes and it doesn't mean that it's not going to be followed by moments of fear or hesitation because when you bite off a a big new yes in your life there's going to be unknowns and and a response to an unknown is often fear but there is a different quality to it and what it is is that when you start articulating that that big yes that that vision that you are in embracing you'll notice that everything starts to just line up mm -hmm. You know, when I talked about how, when uh, progress opened, people are like, oh, you opened such a beautiful shop. And I'm like, no, we opened a beautiful shop. And when I say we, I mean myself and about 25 other people who showed up to paint the drywall, to create our logo, create our signs, you know, who said yes to us when we wanted to be a small store carrying a big line of things. There were so many yeses and helpful moments and chipping in on energy and enthusiasm that all added up. So when you say yes, you this whole team of people will come out of the woodwork. And when I say team, these people, I, did, I didn't know them before. I mean, other than my husband, but I didn't know them before I said yes to this project. And now I'm still friends with most of them. I still know most of them mm -hmm. <laughs> because it was such a game-changing moment for myself, but they were along for the ride and I never took that for granted. And um, it, it was just, it's a wonderful thing to revisit when you're thinking about making new choices to go back to one of those hell yes moments in your life and say, what was, 
what was that like? What was different about that than all these other ideas that I've had? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what was the quality or what did it feel like when I got that idea and mm -hmm. how was it different? And, and if you can go back and, and feel that feeling of, of, for that idea and that project, then you know that when the next one comes up, you'll recognize that feeling. Mm. You won't have to think about it too much because you'll know how it feels to find your next hell yes moment. So ah. it takes a lot of pressure off. <laughs> right, right. And then um, I love what you said about the uh, how things line up for us. And I imagine you've had this as well, is that things will show up to confirm. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to be a coach that month, I don't know if you know this, three people out of nowhere came up to me and asked if I coached. <laughs> so I'd been at a goal setting workshop. I thought I was going to grow my photography business, but I just wasn't feeling that like, yes, get a bigger team and do this and market better and let's blah, 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 blah. And then when that coach asked me, what else uh, is in your heart? And I said, I think I should be teaching and coaching people and started to cry while I was talking about it. You know, that was pretty clear indication. And then I went home and started marinating on, on that. And then just, I was at a conference, I was at another thing. And then I was just like in the street somewhere uh, <laughs> in, in our neighborhood. And somebody asked me that. So we get those confirmations. Same thing happened with the podcast, Christy, oh, wow. as I went from a conference about podcasting, thinking I was just going to figure out how to get on more shows because uh, I love being on other podcasts mm -hmm. to the idea of starting a podcast and then happened to go to a photography convention on the way home. And three people that know me when I said, do you think I should do that? It was just like, yes. And then yes. And then yes. So looking for those threes sometimes. <laughs> so I, I want to get into kind of some meat on this because I've been, you know, we've been kind of touching on this. Um, so let's talk about transformation or reinvention. And what I wanted to say is I've been in some different coaching programs on how to grow my coaching business and such. And it seems like the hardest thing in these groups and the most common opportunity people take to work with the leader of it is to ask like, what should I do with my life? What should I specialize in? What should the name of my program be? So obviously it's a challenge. Yeah. So first of all, why do you love transformation? <laughs> transformation is an opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity we have every day and we can transform every minute, every, every day. And we can ultimately transform the whole sort of trajectory of our lives. Um, and so that's, that's in a nutshell, why I love it because I, I in a nutshell, that's why I love transformation because it is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, we don't always recognize it as that. And sometimes it looks like a, a, that opportunity looks like a burden, but when we sort of rename things and, um, see them from a different angle, 
we can see what's possible for us. And it, that is a practice, that's a daily practice. And so getting to that point where um, there's, I love, there's a saying, and I don't even know who said it, but I always think about it. And there's, um, there's in every situation, there's two ways to look at it. Like you could, at, as a crisis or a tragedy or an adventure and an opportunity. Mm. And I like to look at everything that comes up in life as an adventure and an opportunity um, because it's so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. So I have a great story I love uh, about the kid uh, who was given a, a pile of horse manure as a Christmas present. Do you know that story? No. Okay. So there's a kid who was being raised by uh, a stepmother and she treated him not as well as the other kids. So at Christmas, all the other kids got bicycles and toy trains and she walked him out to the barn and there was a barn full of horse manure and she handed him a shovel and she said, that's your gift. And instead of being upset, he started digging with the biggest smile on his face. And she's like, this kid's crazy. What's the deal? And she's like, why are you smiling? Why are you digging? And he said, well, if there's all this horse manure, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs> yes. So figuring out where's the pony. <laughs> yes. Where's the pony in all of this? Okay. That. So in, so the daily practice, it sounds like you're suggesting we don't always have to have like a major life reinvention. That transformation can happen like in a heartbeat as well as those, those big things. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So I, you know, I talk a lot about um, goals with people and um, what they would like to change like big changes that they would like to see in their lives. But what I've found over a long period of time is that it's everything that add all the moments in between the big changes that really add up to the life we're looking for. So it's living with intention. It's, mm. it's looking forward to and working towards something that actually is the life. It isn't, the goal isn't the life, but it's the act of working towards something that inspires you, um, that you are proud of, that is helpful in the world, whatever your goal is, whether it's just, you know, interpersonal relationships or starting a business or, you know, making a big personal move to change, you know, many things about your life. It is the process of getting to those changes and, and getting to that moment where you're looking around and you see it manifested and you're like, here it is, I did it. Mm -hmm. But when you look back to the process, there's a lot of joy in the process because once you decide something, it is really all about making a decision. It's not about wondering or considering or <laughs> you know, right. it's about making that decision. And once you decide something and you start taking steps, little steps each day towards it, that's where a happy life comes from. That's where mm. joy comes from. And when you reach that goal, you're like, this is fantastic. I'm celebrating that I, re I reached this goal or that I've created this thing, but also the process 
makes it even more, you know, golden. Mm -hmm. And then you get to keep doing it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I also think about it like, um, I love you said, make a decision because whatever we got, want to call it, I'll just call it the universe for effective uh, simplicity today. If we make a decision, but we don't do anything, the universe is like, it can't push us out of our chair, right? right. But if we say, I'm going to create a, a photography business, uh, photographing models, let's say, and so we get working, we start finding models, we take photography classes, we, we get a business card and, and we're in motion. If models is not really our ideal, the universe, the river of life can direct us to where we're really going to thrive and love and be prosperous if that's what we're looking for. So taking action I imagine you would agree, helps us it, like we don't have to really know for sure what we're supposed to do or where we're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. We need to pick something and get in action. Thoughts on that? Yes. So action is really where you become clear. So thinking doesn't bring you clarity. Taking action and experiencing your, the results of your action and what comes up in front of you on that path that you might've not ever thought about or even had the knowledge of before. Um, that is that when we talk about the universe, that's the universe's response to your wishes, because, mm. you know, if you are, if, if you have this dream and the essence of your dream doesn't necessarily match something that already exists in the world, then it's hard to actually name it. So maybe um, taking pictures of models is the closest thing you know of that's your actual dream. Mm -hmm. But as you progress along that path, something else comes up and you realize that it's not taking pictures of models necessarily, but it's taking pictures of people in a certain state or with a certain feeling or a certain stage of life. It's much more specific than that, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's the, but you wouldn't know that if you were just having an idea and trying to think it all out in advance. It's the act of getting up, grabbing your camera, getting out there, and then and going through the process and learning along the way and taking in new information. I like to tell people to be flexible about their dreams because there's always new information coming our way. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, an example uh, as a coach is a client of mine, you don't know about this, Christy, who was thinking she was growing kind of a general photography business and something told me she would be a great pet photographer. Uh, I won't go in, into all that. And so I helped her build a business and she is doing really well and then she took it beyond my imagination which was to create a big pet photography business with a team and she hardly photographs anymore she's a business manager and opening a second location and wow. doing incredibly well but it started with the I want to have a photography business and then doing the work to learn photography and, you know, of course, hiring a coach 
It's always helpful <laughs> when yeah. you're ready, when yeah. you're ready to, to, um, you know, use your own inner guidance as well as that of other people and reading and taking classes and going to workshops and whatever else can help grow that. So yeah, I love that. Be flexible. Uh, can, can you say that again? Do you remember what that what yeah. you said about being flexible? Because I love it. So yes, because I do tell people all the time, be flexible in your dreams because new information is coming your way all the time. So are there some, like if you were going to offer like three or four steps for someone who is trying to, maybe they already have a have a thought or a dream like what to do next how to how to start unfolding that or if they're sort of all over the place so you i'll be quiet and <laughs> you can just wherever you think you can be the most helpful uh well i think that um when i talk about steps with people um when i start working with them i think the first thing that um we tend to do is really qualify that dream and that goal and really understand it. And to understand it, you need to know where the motivation around it is coming from. Is it um, something that you want to do to impress other people or mm. to prove something? Or is this something that you are just really passionate about? And if it's the first thing, then we have to start from scratch we need to go back and, and take a look and see um, why would this would matter because i can tell you from my own experiences that you can climb to the top of the mountain for other people and they might notice for a half, half a second or never at all and you'll have done all that work to impress them right now. yes it's now what if a goal <laughs> yeah yeah what if the goal is money so if the goal is money i say we all have the goal of money. <laughs> yeah. And we all, but we all um, would like to get our money in a way that is more satisfying. I think we all share that in common. And so I think acknowledging that your dreams can be tied to money um, and that your dreams can make you money is something to accept. And some people get very overwrought and lean too much towards the dream and not enough about monetizing the dream, mm. or they lean too much about towards, you know, just worrying about money and not enough about working the dream. Right. So it's about finding that balance between mm -hmm. um, having your eye on a goal, a financial goal, and manifesting the very best version of that dream like what does like in, when this is coming into reality what does it look like what does it sound like what are other people saying about it when i have finished this and really visualizing your dream and then all of the steps to get there will start to reveal themselves and i think in terms of steps that's what i i would say just qualify it make sure you're doing it for the right reason and then sink into the feeling of it mm -hmm start from there, you're mapping out the process. Right. So I love what you say about money. And because um, sometimes creatives or spiritual people are a little uncomfortable about charging for something that they love to do and would do for free. And I was reading a book about prosperity. And it said, it's really great that we need money because otherwise we would not get out in the world 
and bring our gifts. And I have a friend who she's got so much going on. That's wonderful, smart, creative. And she inherited a big old pile of money when her dad passed away and she doesn't do anything because there's no motivation. She talks about it. She thinks about it. Um, but her amazingness, and I don't think she'd ever uh, listen to this podcast, so I'm not hurting anybody's feelings by saying this because um, she's not a photographer. Uh, anyway, I just always think about how lucky I am that I need money so that I keep stepping out into the world um, at the same time like you and like probably many of you that are listening, I'm not willing to just trade time for money. I want to trade what's inside of me for income. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I love that you said that, that it's, it's um now, yes. And there are rich people who manage to, to be motivated to create amazing things in the world without needing to make any money so but for me like it's motivating for me I'm glad early on that I lost a contract and was unemployed because it pushed me to have to figure out what I wanted to do and that hell yes was become a photographer um you know almost four decades ago so okay so so the steps are qualify your dreams Look at your motivation. If you need money, figure out how your dreams can make you money. Any other tips on, especially if someone's going to have a big life reinvention? I know you also mentioned uh, people are going to sh be showing up once we make that decision that help mm -hmm. us. Or So I think that when you get to that point where you have made that decision that you're going to move forward on a dream, then that's when the team starts showing up in your life. And the team can look like a supportive you know, family member, um, a supportive friend. Um, it can also look like not sharing your dream with people who might be energy vampires. Yes. <laughs> and not those... support it. So right. supporting yourself is sometimes just not sharing that thing with, mm -hmm. with people that you know haven't supported you in the past or might be um, not focused on the right things. Mm -hmm. So, but finding, finding people around you that um, are saying yes with you um, are great to have on your team, but it's also great to find professionals that can help you because those, that incremental additional knowledge that you can get that you don't have to scour years to get that you can get in a shorter amount of time, those, those pockets of education, um, really accelerate dreams. Mm -hmm. So whether it's taking a class or getting a coach, I think that when we decide on something, the next step is, okay, so what do I need? What tools do I not have yet right, right. to make this happen? And yes. then go after those. Yes. I have um, a podcast early on, maybe one of the first 10, that's about what somebody who wants to create a photography business uh, needs to do right away. So if people are like, okay, what does that look like in my world? You can go back to the beginning. You'll find that solo episode. And one of the first things is to join the groups and organizations that are committed to supporting 
the industry and for us, Christy, the professional photographers of America, and then they have affiliates in each state. So we have our professional photographers of California and every state has one. And then many of us in cities that have a large enough population have great local groups and getting involved and getting on the boards and getting mentors, taking week-long classes that are offered through the organizations with, with photographers, all of it, all the things, <laughs> do all the things. Yes. And I think there's a lot of education online. And obviously I'm a, as a podcaster, I love online learning, but there's nothing like the one-on-one or being in groups and hanging out and having conversations and um, yeah. So embracing what's available instead of like, oh no, I'm a loner. (laughs) (laughs) Which has become easier and easier to be these days. Yes. (laughs) So how do you conquer the fear? You mentioned that earlier. So sometimes I walk, walk my coaching clients or potential clients into, not into, but through that fear to get to like the, the reality of it. So can you talk about fear and how, what to do about that? Yeah. So fear is, fear is our friend and our foe. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, it's always there telling us that something big is about to happen. And sometimes that big thing is a good thing, but it doesn't differentiate between big, actual dangerous things and big, actual exciting things. It just says, oh my gosh, this is different. <laughs> ah. So understanding fear and how it responds to, for you, because it's working for you to try to keep you safe um, and know that it also keeps you a little bit small to want to address fear and and when it in particularly when it comes to addressing your dreams and moving forward in the world and actually bringing things to life um, i would say that mindset and self-talk are the number one key to um removing those obstacles because fear, any obstacle you see between you and realizing your dream is Mm fear-based. And the number one way I have learned to remove those obstacles is to really monitor my self-talk. What am I saying to myself automatically that I don't even think about? Like, oh, that's too much or that's too little or, oh, I would never do that or I can't do that or she's never going to like that. Or he always says this, so I'm not even going to try. And so there's all these things that we say to ourselves all day long about everything. Mm -hmm. You think when you focus on what you're telling yourself about what's possible for you and what's possible in particular about your dream, Mm. you kind of, you realize that you're sort of a broken record you keep saying these same things, like you're Mm. excited on one hand, but the negatives and the obstacles there, it's going to be almost this script that keeps popping up and you'll notice it because it looks like things that that are insurmountable sometimes. Mm. And so looking at that and writing a list and, you know, this is something that, um, I I offer people is this sort of inventory list of writing down all that internal self-talk 
and saying, well, this is what I always say. This is my story about this. This is what I say about this. This is whenever I think about this, this is what comes up that, that is my fear. Mm -hmm. Writing it down, writing the whole list down. And then looking for a little trade because we can't cancel our thoughts. We can't just say, oh, I'm not going to think that anymore. We've been thinking it for a long time. What we can do is start to replace our thoughts with better ones. So whenever a negative thought comes up, like, um, but what if I fail and lose money? Mm. What if you succeed and make money? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or, or, you know what? I have been successful in the past and I will be successful again. Mm -hmm. You know, finding that replacement thought for every time that negative thought comes up and tries to get you to stop taking action on your dream. And there will be a handful of really powerful ones for everybody looking at those and saying, oh, I just noticed that I said that. But what I really mean is mm. replacing it with that thought that is more true for you, that mm -hmm. you really know in your heart because you have, you've come all this way in life already, <laughs> you've had successes that you can do it again and that you're going to be okay right. and just catching those. And so then, then on a daily basis, start out with some positive thoughts, you know, maybe write down some of your favorite quotes and get your thoughts off on the right foot. And I think that's the basis of like a mantra practice in general. I love it. That's huge. You're starting your day off with in the, on the right foot with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So they have an opportunity to continue thinking in that vein and, um, and I talk about um, vibration and energy a lot with my clients when mm -hmm. that's, and if they're in that place. And that's really what keeps you on like a high vibration. That's what keeps you um, attracting and motivated. Um, if you can manage those thoughts and notice your negative ones, but then replace them with a, I used to think that, but now I think this, or I Ooh. used to believe that, but now I believe this. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, that's yeah, I love that. <laughs> I've been working with a client um, on exactly what you're talking about, where something happens and we started noticing her, what I call her downward spiral thinking. Mm -hmm. And so we tracked that out. So if that happens and boom, 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 and then pretty soon she just wants to sit on the couch and eat chocolate. And so then we tracked, okay, here's that thought, that occurrence or thought. And now what would upward thinking be? So kind of what you're talking about, replacing that, like noticing that at first, like, ah, kind of thing. And then thinking upward, like you said, what if I did succeed? What if, eh, da, da. and then that upward spiral then gives us that energy and that motivation and that ability to, instead of making our worst fears come true, make our biggest dreams come true. So, yeah. And it's not easy, right? Right. <laughs> it's practice. It's practice, <laughs> practice, practice. That's why they call it a spiritual practice. Indeed. Um, yeah. Okay. I know, well, Christy and I could talk forever because we have, I, I used to love walking into her shop and I'm sad it's not there anymore but um but you know life she's reinvented herself again <laughs> um so I have two questions for you before we close 
Um, number one, how do we get in touch with you? And I know you have a little gift. So um, uh, tell us about the gift and then about, and these things will be in the show notes as well if you aren't able to write it down. But what what is it that you are offering? How do people find it? So um, what I'm offering, and um, this is a really it is exactly what I was just talking about, but it is a step-by-step mini course on how to take that thinking that is stopping you or blocking you from realizing your goals or your successes and transforming that and watching what happens and tracking what happens over a short period of time because it feels like magic when you do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this mini course is about. And it is on my, my webpage. It is at the bottom. It is free. And um, all you do is put your email in and you have immediate access to the course and um, it is yours forever. So there's no limited time either. Mm -hmm. I want to go back and review it. And, um, and my website is midlifetransformations.com. Plural. Plural, midlifetransformations.com. And you'll find everything else you need to know there. Great, awesome. And so imagine there's probably buttons to take us to your Instagram and your Facebook and all the, get in touch with you directly and all that good stuff. All that stuff, yes. All the things. All the things. (laughs) (laughs) So last question. Uh, is there either something that you haven't shared that you'd be like head slab? Oh, darn. I forgot to tell them about that (laughs) or some parting thoughts. So what would be your, you know, just to give you that last opportunity to share. Hmm. That's, those are both really good questions. Um, I think that and when it comes to transformation or reinvention, um, that when it's time, we know mm. and we feel it. And um, one time, I'll tell you a quick a quick story about this. One time I, um, I had purchased my first home and lived in it for a few years. And then I saw this new neighborhood with these beautiful homes being built. And I was like, that's what I want. That's the house for me. And I went out and I put a contract on it. And then I put my house up for sale. And, and the agent was like, no problem. If this is all going to work out, we still have to build your house. And then we waited and my house didn't sell and my house didn't sell and my house didn't sell. And I got really afraid. And I went to the agent that I had this contract with. And I said, I am so I'm so sorry. I think I have to pull out of my contract. My house just isn't selling. And this other house is almost done being built. And she said, nope, have faith. The universe is just pulling sticks out of your nest. And I was like, what? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> said, I like you that. know that mother eagles, because their nests are built so high that they have to slowly deconstruct their nests to get their babies to fly. Huh. So they start pulling sticks out of the nest and then soon the babies have no choice but to fly. (laughs) And I thought that was like the most brilliant thing she could have said to me because it changed everything in that moment. I was like, well, of course, this is getting really uncomfortable. That means something's going to change. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And it did. And everything worked out. Yeah. But I never forgot that. Um, So I could sort of recognize when something starts to get really uncomfortable, that means it's ready for me to make a decision, to say yes to the next thing that I need to do in life. And I think that's when we know we're ready for anything. I love that. I'm thinking about how my my uh, chapter three of life, because the first chapter was, well, actually it might be four, but <laughs> changing from wedding photography to baby and family, that was a big change. And I actually moved a little too slowly on that and hit the burnout phase. So as I started to feel that divine discontent slash the sticks were being pulled out of my nest, it was a process. It wasn't instant. And there was a point where I had to Christy say, okay, I can't row two boats at the same time. So I need to pick this new thing that's really calling to me right now and figure out what I'm going to do about my portrait business, uh, you know, down the line uh, in terms of if I also wanted to put effort into making that even more successful. So yeah, that's exactly what happened little by little it just it just became pretty soon uh oh uh i need to just fly now <laughs> I I have my it's time <laughs> it's time yes and i'm such a fan of of divine timing of knowing that that there's something uh in order there's something being lined up just right for us. Like, I think it's a benevolent world, whether we call it God or angels or our own highest self or the universe or any, whatever, Buddha, Yahweh, uh, it's all on our side. Yeah. I know. You know and, when, and even if you aren't a spiritual person, if you just look at the world and see how it organizes itself for success over and over again, ah. ecology is a perfect example of that. So if you can't make the leap towards a spiritual thinking, think about it in a, from science terms. We, it's always regenerating. It's always organizing itself for the best possible outcomes. And even if that means breaking something down to grow something up. That's perfect. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that in my, my toolbox, uh, uh, supporting people kind of trusting. Yeah. So, um, well, Christy, thank you so much for being on my show. I know I can just hear people's minds being blown around (laughs) the world in 74 plus countries. So, um, so massive and amazing. Yeah. And, and surprising. That's the thing too. So Christy, you don't know this, but when my first pod, when the first shows were done, uh, cause my editor had me do 10 before we launched Mm -hmm. I felt physically and maybe you can address this maybe as a transformation coach you understand this but I felt physically like I didn't fit anymore in in my life that that I was expanding so fast but that my shell wasn't big enough and um, I had to like I chose to do some visualizations and journaling and different things to kind of prepare me on an energy level to, you know, what's turned out to be having a worldwide impact. Uh, 
can you like this is just a little extra bonus but is that really common that people can physically feel uncomfortable yes that's actually <laughs> it's actually a, a fantastic sign and um it's it, it means that you are truly experiencing that growth and that you are truly different you are truly transforming because it's it's sort of like a domino effect when one thing changes it affects all of the other things in your life so your relationships can grow because you are following your dream people mm -hmm. around you um, are all of a sudden happier because you're following your dream mm. it, it, there's all sorts of, of little effects but how you experience it in your body and in yourself um i have had moments of success where it's almost like out of body experience or i'm like is this really my life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is this what it is it, this feels so great i don't even know if there's any way if how do I go up from here? And then somehow I do, but yeah, when you max out your happiness um, because you've never felt happier than that, or because you've never felt more wonder or excitement than that. Um, just know that that uh, when you hit that ceiling, you'll feel it, but that the ceiling is always and ever expanding and that your capacity to do and be more, you'll mm. grow into that shape. So uh, darling listeners, I'm sure you now understand why Christy had such an impact on me when I was at that point of like, I need to do something, but I don't know what helped me. <laughs> oh, she was the perfect person to step-by-step step help me take the big dreams and break them down and kind of let that first layer crack open. I guess it's like birdies that they, they got to get out of the, out of the egg first. <laughs> so yeah. again, thanks again for supporting me and now supporting my listeners and for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful. I love it. Thanks, Christy. Thank you, Lucy. So before I do my quick wrap up, I want to remind you that all kinds of good things are waiting for you at lucydumascoaching.com, including other podcasts. There's a button where you can search and a couple of little gifts. And if you want to get in touch and have a quick chat, you know, I'd love, love, love to connect with you. So I really love this topic of transformation. And Christy shared how she was in retail herself. She worked at an ad agency and then she worked for a woman that owned a wonderful group of stores and she had a dream of how she'd remodel it. And she had the opportunity to do that for the owner. And so that was some uh, great background. And then we talked about how she decided to have a store and for her, it was always her dream. And then when there was a space that opened up in the neighborhood that we live in, her husband said, hey, should we do this? And she had that, that hell yeah moment. And I love that we kind of took that as a theme through the conversation about answering that call and knowing how it's going to impact not only our lives, but contribute to other people's lives in ways we can't even imagine. 
And then she shares about how when we make that decision, that clear yes decision, people will line up and be on our team. Now, she also warned about there might be people that we need to keep off the team or not even share about it if they're not supportive. But we talked about how life, nature, or if you want to call it the universe or whatever, um, is on our side. Growth and transformation and creation are just a natural course of life, and we can lean into that. She talked about transformation as an opportunity to change every day that we're not always like, boom, I'm making a huge life change and then that's it. But that, that in many ways we can continue to unfold and be a bigger, better, stronger, happier, more useful, joyful version of ourselves. She talked about, I like this, renaming things and looking at them from a different angle as a daily practice, looking at change as opportunities and not simply crises, that's a good word. Uh, she talked about setting goals, thinking about what you'd like to change in your life and living with intention. And then she shared about how the goal is not simply the value, but it's the work involved that brings us joy, the process of it all. Uh, and getting in action. We talked about how getting in action, even if like when I started in photography, I did a lot of different things. I worked for a little newspaper. I uh, did portraits in exchange for free membership at my gym, um, I photographed models. I did lots of different things, uh, some commercial jobs, some personal jobs, a wedding or two, until I was ready to make a decision. And for me, my first big decision was to focus on weddings. And then that gave me that direction of what I needed to learn and how I needed to market and the samples I needed. And, you know, all of that stuff. So then I asked her if she could give some steps on how to reinvent or to reach a dream. And what she does is number one, she has people qualify their dream and their goal, figure out what the motivation is. If you're trying to impress others or prove something uh, that maybe in the long run isn't going to matter. So figure out that motivation. We talked about number two, if money is the goal, how we can acknowledge that we have dreams that can make money for us and that they can go hand in hand. And then about trusting that a team is going to show up. That's number three. We talked about that already and how number four, fear can be our friend as well as our foe. It can either keep us safe or it can indicate where we need to shift our mindset and our self-talk. And, and then number five, she said, as we're looking at our thoughts, looking for a little trade in our thinking, how we can, first of all, identify a thought that maybe is fear-based, 
And then how can we replace that with a better one? So that's it for today. And stay tuned because I've got a lot of great guests lined up and be sure to go back and listen to some people you might have missed and let us know uh, what you value about this conversation. Have a great whatever rest of your week, month, year, day, afternoon. Uh, Imagine me giving you a great big hug or a handshake, whichever you prefer. Okay. Love you all. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.